Do you wait for everything to be perfect and lined up straight before you make a choice? How hard are you trying to get everything in your life right? What if jumping in and getting messy is one of the ways to find out what works for you? Discover how being willing to mess up can create the phenomenal life you truly desire. Get ready to quit judging and start embracing all of your messy adventures. Now, here's your host, self-declared messy living expert, Katrina Fava. Hello, 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 hello. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon. Uh, I'm Katrina Fava. Welcome to Messy Adventures in Living, uh, my super fun radio show that I love to do every Monday morning right here on the Inspired Choices Network. Thanks for being here. Thanks for visiting. Thanks for joining. Uh, so I'm Katrina. My name is Katrina, and um, I would like to tell you a little bit about me. Here are some of the ways that I like to play in the world. I, um, I, I, hmm. <laughs> this is a lot of, this is always good practice every Monday morning, introducing myself. Who am I and what? who am I? When, what do I be and who do I be and what do I do and how do I play? It's so, isn't it so interesting how we feel like we have to label ourselves in certain ways? And I've, I've been really looking at letting go of a lot of that and, and asking myself, really, who am I and what am I and what are all the stories that I tell myself about who I am and, and what I do and how are, am I defining myself by the things that I do? So this part of the radio show, when I introduce myself to you, is always a little bit tricky because I want, I would like to give you a sense of me uh, without without definition, without limitation. So I think if you really want to know me, you should just listen to my show because <laughs> you'll get to know a lot of who I be uh, during if you're listening to the shows. But anyways, here are some food for thought. Who are you? Who are you today? And uh, how would you like to be? What would you like to be? And how many ways are you defining yourself that you don't need to define yourself as? And if you were undefinable, how could you, how would you create yourself? There we go. <laughs> that's not what our show is about today, but food for thought. Anyways, uh, maybe that's a future show. So um, my name is Petrina, and I am a girl who has always wanted to do everything. <laughs> everything and um lots of things and try things and jump into things and to be honest have spent most of my life thinking that that was a bad thing and have spent most of my life judging myself and being told that I can't do everything and I can't be everything and can I just pick one thing and um, I, uh, I'm not really interested in, in that anymore and it's uh, challenging and it's interesting sometimes being in a world that values um definition and picking something to do or be while also being the kind of person who wants to dabble in everything and wants to explore everything. So this is what I've been doing so far. <laughs> um, I have been a registered nurse for 20 years, coming up very soon, July 14th. Um, and I work with children and I work with families. I work at a hospital in Toronto called SickKids. Um, I'm currently working in the dialysis unit. I've been there for about a year. I really enjoy it. I love the technicality, the technical aspects of performing procedures on children. Uh, and I love the fact that I get to get to know kids on a very personal level. I have We have families that come in three or four days a week that I get to know very well. And um, I also love the opportunity to travel with my 
with my dialysis and apheresis skills around the hospital and um, be with patients and families who are experiencing some kind of crisis and using some of the tools that I've learned in some of the energetic modalities that I've learned to create space and to create ease and to be the space of no judgment while um, families and children are experiencing things that are intense. And so I I love that part of my life. I love the I love the human body. I love bodies. I think bodies are fascinating and that's one of the things that um led me to nursing is my my just fascination with the human body. And so I love my the part of my life where I get to go to work at a hospital and work with bodies and experience bodies and also interact with people, especially the kids because kids um, I have learned are, are have so little judgment in their world and have so little point of view about what's possible. And they have so little point of view about the word impossible and impossibility. And and their world is about play. And I love being in that energy because I think as adults we often learn, we unlearn how to play. And we unlearn to be the space of no judgment. And we unlearn to be the space of no point of view. And so I love being around kids, especially when they're, uh, in the throes of a lot of intensity. They have taught me so much and families have taught me so much over the last almost 20 years. So that's a little bit of how I play. Um, I also am a mom of three kids. They are 13 and 10 and just turned seven on Sunday. My little guy, so delicious. Um, and, you know, I'll be honest with you, like I my life with my kids is not always rainbows and butterflies and cherries. Um, and I am so grateful for all of it because uh, since I have had children in my life, like my own children in my life, I have been really looking at myself more than ever before. I've always been a very, um, a person who's always looked at myself and tried to, um, be all of me or be better. I'll say be better, but that's not really it. Um, but there's something about having children in your immediate, in your, in your surroundings, in your life 24-7 that really, um, for me anyways, has pushed me to look at me and look at how I be with myself. And, um, they push me to be all of me as an invitation to them because I want them to be greater and I know more and more every day that the best way to invite them to be all of them is for me to be all of me, right? And so I'm so super grateful for my three kids who uh, push my buttons, drive me crazy, irritate me, make me angry, all of those things that bring up all of my judgments of myself In and, and I'm grateful for it because it... Uh, it is an opportunity to look at where I am not being all of me uh, and where I could be more of me to invite them to their greatness. So uh, those are two two big, big, big parts of my life. What else do I do? I um, So a long time ago, I started teaching infant massage classes. I don't really talk about that. I kind of leave that out a lot when I talk about myself on this radio show. Um, but about eight or nine years ago, I uh, became a certified infant massage teacher. Again, loving bodies and loving touch and loving babies. And and um, I taught that I did that for a long time. And and now uh, I offer it only on a one to one basis on a, as a custom class. So I do offer that service. I am a certified infant massage teacher, and I love to teach parents how to how touch can really change. Um, 
the way their babies' lives and the way they feel good about their bodies, and and it can really change a whole bunch of things. Um, I also am uh, an access consciousness bars and body process facilitator. I um, I like to teach this modality. If you don't know about it, you can go to accessconsciousness.com. It's a fabulous, crazy, weird, wacky, super fun um, modality that involves some hands-on energetic techniques and also offers tools to change anything that's going on in your life or to and to create your life as greater. I always tell people, like, this is not about fixing your problems. This modality is not only about changing what's not working for you. It's really about creating your life as greater. And I I really love the tools. I think they're amazing, amazing, amazing. And they work, and they work for me. Um, and I like to um, teach classes. So I do teach bars locally in Toronto. Um, and, um, yeah, you can check me out at PetrinaFava.com. I also... <laughs> I also like to create my own handmade body products. Uh, the line is called naturallyhappybody.com. I really like to create. And I started, again, about eight years ago, just out of my own interest, learning how to play with oils and um, essential oils for babies during massage. And then I kind of expanded into creating lotions and um, soaps and lip balms and fun bath bombs and sunscreen and bug spray and all kinds of cool things. And I keep looking for more interesting things to create. So if you are interested in anything like that, if you if you love natural body products, um, if you have sensitive skin or if you just like to put yummy, luscious things on your body, you can check out naturallyhappybody.com. Okay, so that's a little bit about me. <laughs> And um, what are we doing here today on Messy Adventures in Living? So Messy Adventures in Living is an hour or so that you get to, or more, if you listen to more radio shows, that you get invited to choosing. That's really what Messy Adventures in Living is about. That's usually the the something that I often want to share with the world is like, look, just choose. Messy adventures, messy choices. Would you be willing to just make a choice, any choice, even if they're messy? How much of our lives do we spend trying hard to make the right choice? We learn it early in school. I see my kids are exposed to it at school. You know, They're teaching the kids to make right choices, to make good choices, to set them up for a good life. And not that that's wrong, but you know, how much do we get so obsessed about making the right choice that we don't make any choice at all? Or we're so scared of making the wrong choice. And in that fear of making the wrong choice, we don't create our lives. And so Messy Adventures in Living is the place where I get to invite you to making messy choices, to just choose something, to choose, and then see what that creates. And and the idea is that choice creates awareness. Not awareness creates choice. See, this is, what again, what we've learned, that we have to have awareness, we have to have information, we have to weigh the pros and cons, and then we make a choice. And again, it's not wrong. But what if the opposite is true? What if choice is what creates awareness? What if as you make choices in your life, you get to gain awareness about what works and what doesn't work for you? And, you know, how often have we decided that our choices have to last our whole lives, one choice for the rest of our lives, two or three choices for the rest of our lives, right? Do you get that sense like that there are two or three choices that we make in life that determine our lives, right? Like our career, our life partner, 
whether or not we want to have children, whether or not we want to move to a different country, which country should we live in? Do we want to buy a home? Do we want, like, these are these big choices that are like, you know, two or three or four or five big choices that we make in life that determine our lives. And what if that's not true? What if it doesn't have to be that way? What if your life could be made up of many, many, many choices, all only lasting 10 seconds? Like if you knew your choice only lasted, could last 10 seconds, then how much more willing would you be to make a wrong choice, quote unquote, or a messy choice? So that's what you get invited to here on Messy Adventures in Living, Messy Choosing, and then gaining awareness from those choices and choosing again and choosing again and choosing again and creating your life based on choices and not on trying to get it right. Wow. Okay. So what are we talking about today? So our topic for today is called, what What are you dying to get out of? So um, just have had a lot of this energy kind of floating around in my life um, the last couple of weeks, so I just would really like to talk about it. What are you dying to get out of? Is it possible to want to die so badly that you can actually create illness in your body? How sick and tired are you of your life? How sick and tired are you of your life? Are the choices available or are the choices that you think are available so uncomfortable are the choices available so uncomfortable that death seems like just an easier option escape isn't necessary escape from your life isn't necessary but it is a choice and it's okay you can leave if you like but it isn't the only way and it isn't the only choice and that's what i would really like to talk about over this next hour so um what is this for you what comes up for you when you hear this question, what are you dying to get out of? What's the first thing that comes to your head? What's the first word that pops into your head? What are you dying to get out of? Have you ever caught yourself wishing you would just die? Uh, I have, lots of times. Uh, not that I have ever truly contemplated suicide. Um, it's not that. And so it's not necessarily that you have thought about killing yourself it's just this subtle energy of like if I just got a disease then I could just get out of my life you know if I just got really sick I wouldn't have to handle all of these responsibilities anymore uh, if I just you know had cancer then I would never have to go back to that stupid boring job that I have again it's this energy of death or sickness as a way out. That's what this is. That's what I'd like to look at today. Or perhaps, I mean, okay, so maybe that's what it is for me. Um, what is it for you? Perhaps you have really actually thought about suicide, actually doing it. Um, what are you dying to get out of? And what else is possible? What other choices do you have available? without making the choice of dying wrong. So this actual question is a is a tool from Access Consciousness. It is a question. So Access is all about asking questions instead of making conclusions. So if you if you know about Access or if you look into it, you will find that many of these things that we call tools are actually questions. And the idea is that a question 
uh, opens you up to all of the possibility a question creates, whereas a conclusion closes all of the doors. And so this question I heard um, Gary Douglas, who is the founder of Access, ask someone at a class, or he, he often asks people this question, uh, especially when they're asking about something that's going on in their body, uh, perhaps a cancer or a disease or anything like that. He'll often ask, the, right off the bat, what are you dying to get out of? And I remember that he told a story of, in a class that I attended about a, a woman who asked him about um, cancer that she had all over her body. And he asked her this question, what are you dying to get out of? And right away she said, my marriage. And he was like, wow, you know, you could actually just get a divorce. And she said, but I would never do that to my children. And so, you know, they kind of looked at what other choices. That's interesting that you would rather die as a way out of your marriage than divorce your husband and, and quote, unquote, do that to your children. So th this question does come from um, access. And, uh, yeah, it's an interesting question. It brings up a lot of energy. So what are you dying to get out of? Just look at that and allow that energy to come up without any wrongness. So how often have you had this energy come up for you or this thought of like, God, I wish I would just die. Like, I should just die. It would just be easier to die. And how many times have you automatically thought, oh, my God, that's horrible. Like, why would I think that? Stop it. Stop it. And you go to push this thought out of your head. So what I'm inviting you to over the next hour, at least, is to be with this energy of wishing you were dead to just be with it and be okay with it and get all get out of all the wrongness of wishing you, that you would just die because it is in fact a choice you can do it if you want it's not wrong it is one of many options that you have so let's we're going to take a break and i'd like to leave you with that energy of what are you dying to get out of and if you weren't making that wrong what would you be aware of so you're listening to messy adventures in living we're talking about what are you dying to get out of right here on the inspire choices network we'll be back in a minute do you wait until all the traffic lights are green before you get in your car of course you don't are you waiting until you have everything perfect to begin living most of us have learned not to take any steps until we have all the information to make the right choice what if the opposite is true? What if it's choice that creates awareness? Are you willing to make lots of messy choices so you can begin to see the possibilities that you didn't think existed? Listen for Messy Adventures in Living radio show with self-declared messy living expert Katrina Fava every Monday at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, 10 Central, 9 Mountain, and 8 Pacific on the InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. How much more expansive would your life be if you were willing to get messy with your choices? What if there's nothing wrong with you? What if you're far greater than you've ever given yourself credit for? What if it's time to know the gift and the contribution you are to the world and to like yourself a lot more? Hi, my name is Dane here. 13 years ago, I started to truly ask questions. Actually, I started to be the question and everything changed for me. Asking questions opens doors to infinite possibilities. And it's not about finding the answer. It's about being the question. Always. What I'm inviting you to step into is something that Einstein, Marie Curie, Newton, Da Vinci, Gandhi, Picasso, and Aristotle all knew to be true. What if no question is too big or too small? 
What if anything is possible for you? What if together we could create a kinder, gentler, happier world? Is now the time? Go to beinguclass.com and sign up for a free video series, My Gift to You. beinguclass.com What if you, truly being you, are the gift and change this world requires? beinguclass.com You're listening to Messy Adventures in Living with Petrina Fava. To participate in today's show, please call in the U.S., 815-880-8255 in Canada 613-800-8736 or you can Skype us at Inspired Choices Network you can also ask questions or comment by email by sending to Petrina at PetrinaFava.com now here's Petrina with more Messy Adventures Hello and welcome back to Messy Adventures in Living. I'm your host, Petrina Fava. Today we are talking about a light, happy topic for Monday morning. <laughs> what are you dying to get out of? It's so funny. I like to kind of make fun of death a little bit. Actually, death has been really very much in my awareness. Um, if you've been listening to my shows, um, my last uh, live show was with an amazing guest, Benoit Trudel, and the name of the... Um, the show was Death and Energy of Creation, in which we spoke about him um, and his mom during his, her la- the last few weeks of her life, and as she was dying, it just a, it sounds it sounds depressing the way I just described it, but it's actually not. It was an extremely beautiful show about the joy that's possible with death. Um, just very much in my awareness lately, death. And um, so today, I really wanted to look at this energy of what are you dying to get out of? Have you ever wished death upon yourself? Even if it was not consciously, you know, we have these fleeting little thoughts. It's not even a thought. It's more of an energy um, without words, something without words that you would just kind of wish you would die so that you could get out of your life, you know. Um, and just posted, Keisha just posted in the chat room, uh, I'm aware that for me, when I go into that energy of I just want to die, I'm really just wanting a way to not have to deal with what's going on. Yeah, but killing my body doesn't automatically get me out of it. Yes, exactly. So, yeah, same for me, actually. It, when I get into that energy of, oh, like, it would be just so good to just die. <laughs> um, it is a way of wanting to not have to deal with my life, to deal with whatever is going on, specifically to deal with um, the frustration, the walls, the 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 perceived walls, I guess, the frustration and the walls that, that I'm bumping up against, that I think I'm bumping up against, that I have a point of view that I'm bumping up against um, in my life. So what exactly is it for you when you are wishing death on yourself? What is it that you're trying to get out of? And so without, if you, if you were not making that wrong, what would you be aware of? This is an amazing question, a great tool, because the idea is that we are very aware of energy and nothing is as it seems. And so what if you have a thought that says you want to die? It's not what it seems. So what if everything was the opposite of what it appeared to be and nothing was the opposite of what it appeared to be? It's kind of, a again, a, a tool from Access Consciousness, a bunch of confusing words sometimes that can really change the energy. So everywhere you are making yourself wrong for wishing that you won't, could die, can we clear that? Would you like to destroy and uncreate all of that, please? Right and wrong, good and bad, pawn and pock, all nine shorts, boys and beyond. So those words are the Access Consciousness Clearing Statement. If you are not familiar with it, you can actually look it up. It has its own website, 
theclearingstatement.com. It's just a tool that you can use to clear a whole bunch of energy. It gets at the energy. It's not logical. It doesn't. It's not meant to make sense, but it gets at the energy underneath where this point of view was created, where this energy was created, and all the places it's destroying your life and more. Um, you don't need to understand it in order for it to work. So let's just do it again. So everywhere you have made yourself wrong for wishing that you would die, can you destroy and uncreate all that, please? Right and wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, all nine shorts, boys and beyonds, because if it wasn't wrong, if it wasn't a bad thought, if you weren't labeling it as bad thoughts, what awareness could you acknowledge? So what are you aware of? What energies are you aware of that are possibly within you but also outside of you? And so we can't have this conversation today without me talking about this tool. Um, the tool is who does this belong to? You, if you've listened to my shows, you've heard me talk about this before. It, it is truly a life-changing tool. Really, it is. Who does this belong to? Is this mine? It is a tool that allows you to acknowledge that you are aware of other people, other people's feelings, other people's bodies, other people's thoughts. It's a tool that acknowledges that you, we are all far more psychic and far more aware than we have ever given ourselves credit for or that anyone has ever been willing to acknowledge and, that, and no one has ever, ever told us. We have this thing called awareness, called knowing, you know, you might call it, sometimes I call it spidey sense when I talk to my kids, or intuition. Something beyond reason, something beyond thought that allows us to just know. And more than that, we are actually really aware of each other's thoughts and feelings and emotions and bodies. And our bodies are aware of each other's bodies. So you can believe it or not believe it. It's okay. Um, I invite you to play with the tool I don't believe it. I actually know it at the core of my being. I know because I, I I just know. And I've had many things go on in my life when I've just been like, oh my God, that was not mine. So if you are having thoughts of wanting to kill yourself or wanting to die, please, before you start psychoanalyzing where all this is coming from, try this tool. Is this mine? Is this even mine? Who am I aware of? What am I aware of? Whose thoughts, whose feelings, whose emotions, whose body am I aware of that I am buying as mine? Because we learn that, right? We learn to own our feelings. We learn to own our emotions. We learn that. I see, again, like, God, my kids are amazing. I, I see what they're taught in school. And I and and they're taught to own their feelings. And I think in the last several years, we ha our society has thought it's been doing a great service to encourage people to own their feelings and acknowledge their feelings and be okay with their feelings. And while this is not wrong at all, I also know that there is something destructive about owning your feelings. Something doesn't create something greater about owning your feelings. So how much are you locking into your body other people's thoughts and feelings and emotions and claiming them as yours and never considering the possibility that you're just psychic? And everything, so, and, okay, so everything that is, everywhere you have been unwilling to acknowledge your awareness of other people's thoughts, feelings, and emotions, and their bodies, and your body's awareness of their bodies, everywhere you've been unwilling to acknowledge that, or everywhere you have never even considered it because you've never been told, or you were told that that's crazy talk, all, everything that is, will you destroy and uncreate it all? Right, wrong, good, bad, pod, pock, all nine shorts, boys, and beyonds. Oh, there was something, and now it's gone. That's okay. 
Um, you, oh, there. I wanted to talk. I wanted to say um, what's coming up around the word psychic. So I feel like every time I say that word, there's some weird energy on it. So, you know, would you be willing to acknowledge that you are more psychic than you have ever considered before? And what have you decided psychic means? And, you know, what's, where, what is all the crazy that you are associated with being psychic? And what is all the wrongness in being psychic? And, like, you know, crazy psychics who take people's money, all of that stuff. Like, where have you decided that that's what psychic means? And what if that's not what it is? What if we all have that capacity? We do. I know. You don't have to believe me, <laughs> but I know. I know we all have that capacity because it's awareness. We all have awareness. Some people choose it and some people develop it and some people this gift comes to them with such incredible ease that they can't deny it. And some of us have never considered this possibility before. But I invite you to look at the, po- the I invite you to look at the possibility that you are more aware than you think. And so back to our topic, how much of your thoughts about death are not yours? Because how many people on this planet are wishing that they'd just die? Right? How many, just how many people are at the end of their lives with physical ailments just wishing that they would die? So I have to, here, I'm going to tell you, In so I live in my grandmother's home. What you have to stop saying that, wow, because it's not my grandmother's home. It's my home. <laughs> See, this is why I love having a radio show, because I just get all kinds of awarenesses. The home I am living in, my home, my home that I am currently living in used to be my grandmother's, my grandparents' home. And I lived here with my grandmother until she died. Uh, and she wished death on herself all the time. So after my grandfather passed away, she uh, really didn't want to live anymore. She she missed him incredibly. And interestingly, her body made a nice 360 turn down into the toilet after that. She was already, she was diabetic. She had some heart trouble. Um, but very interestingly, shortly after my grandfather passed away, she lost her eyesight. She had the cataract, uh, some cataracts removed, and the, the operation was extremely unsuccessful. She actually lost vision in her eyes. She was legally blind. Um, she had more and more um, cardiac trouble until she died six years later. And very often, she would say to me, I just want to die. Why isn't God taking me? I just want to die. I just want to die. So when I'm here... I have to be really on my game because and I notice that I actually have, there's that energy in me or I have those thoughts more often when I'm here in this home, in my home. <laughs> it's my home, Grandma. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, in my home, I am so much more aware of that energy than I am when I'm out at work, which is craziness because think about it. I, I work in a hospital. I work in a hospital. I work in a pediatric hospital where children die every day and yet here in my home that energy of I wish I would die for me is so much more intense than it is in a hospital and so I need to be on my game all the time and asking is this mine is this mine how much of that energy from my grandma of wishing she would die is like literally seeped into the walls of this home and how much of that isn't mine, but how, how psychic am I? How aware am I that I'm picking up that energy still in here? 
So this is what I'm inviting you to. Please don't own everything that you think. Don't own everything that you feel. Don't own it. Don't. It's not yours. And not owning it doesn't mean you have to push it aside. It just means acknowledging that you are actually very aware. Okay, we need to take a break. You're listening to Messy Adventures in Living. We're talking about what are you dying to get out of. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Do you wait until all the traffic lights are green before you get in your car? Of course you don't. Are you waiting until you have everything perfect to begin living? Most of us have learned not to take any steps until we have all the information to make the right choice. What if the opposite is true? What if it's choice that creates awareness? Are you willing to make lots of messy choices so you can begin to see the possibilities that you didn't think existed? Listen for Messy Adventures in Living radio show with self-declared messy living expert Petrina Fava every Monday at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, 10 Central, 9 Mountain, and 8 Pacific on the InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. How much more expansive would your life be if you were willing to get messy with your choices? What would you say if I told you that you could change your life in only one hour and all while lying down relaxing? Thousands of people all over the world have. What am I talking about? It's called Access Consciousness The Bars. The Bars is an energetic body process that contains 32 different points on your head that when run assist you in releasing decisions about any area of your life that you have made solid and as a result cannot change. The Bars is the first class in Access Consciousness a dynamic set of tools and information designed to transform any area of your life. When you have a bar session, the worst that can happen is you feel like you had a fantastic massage. The best thing that can happen is your whole life could change. Go to accessconsciousness.com today to find a facilitator to schedule a private session or to find a bars class in your area. Are you willing to give yourself an hour to change your life? You're listening to Messy Adventures in Living with Petrina Fava. To participate in today's show, please call in the U.S. 815-880-8255. In Canada, 613-800-8736. Or you can Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. You can also ask questions or comment by email by sending to Petrina at PetrinaFava.com. Now, here's Petrina with more Messy Adventures. Welcome back to Messy Adventures in Living. I'm your host, Petrina Fava. We are talking about a super fun topic today, death. <laughs> Come on, death's not so bad. It's actually kind of fun to talk about death. I like it. <laughs> okay, um, so just in the break, uh, Keisha, our beautiful, wonderful producer who I love, has um, placed these wonderful questions here, which I will read because they're awesome. What capacities do you have with death and dying that you have not yet acknowledged? Right. So if this is really, really coming up for you, if you have if you feel like you're thinking about death a lot or you're thinking about dying a lot, if you're thinking about dying a lot, please consider this. What capacities do you have with death and dying that you have not acknowledged? What do you know about death and dying that you're pretending not to know? So what? Right. I love that. Thank you so much. And let me just clear everything that does not allow you to know what you know about death and everything that's not allowing you to acknowledge your capacities with death and to change things for people on this planet around death and to make things easy with death and to see the greatness and the beauty and the joy that's possible with death. 
Everything that's not allowing you to see that and acknowledge your capacity with that, well, you'll destroy and create it all. Wow. Right, wrong, good, bad, pot, punk, all nine shorts, boys and beyonds. Holy moly. Okay. So, yeah. So consider that possibility. If you're thinking a lot about death, is it yours? And do you have a capacity here that you're not willing to look at because you've been so busy making it wrong and because people in this society make it wrong to think about death or to wish death upon yourself? What if you don't want to die? I mean, maybe you do and that's okay. But what if you don't want to die? What if you're aware of other people? And what if you're aware of an energy of death that's very different, that there's a different possibility? Okay, so just um, looking at some activity in the chat room. We do have an online chat room, by the way. If you're interested in popping in here and chatting with us, it's great. Just click on the chat room link, put in a name, real or not real, I don't care, and come and join us and type some questions. So someone in the chat room is talking about, um, I went to a home funerals workshop. I now have the skills to wash, dress, and transport a body. Amazing. It's an easy space for me, but there's a lot of energy around this topic for people that ended that ended up taking over my space and it didn't belong to me. Okay, good, 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 good. Awesome. So, right, there's something fascinating about death. It is. It's cool. Like, I, I kind of get this energy. Like, I think being a nurse and, and being fascinated by bodies, like, i also very fascinated by death. And so, how many people really, truly enjoy working in a funeral home and enjoy being around death and you know and and how much does society look at that and be like you're weird <laughs> you know what you're weird and and cool like thank you i'm weird thank you that's a compliment but also like what do you have to give here um that could change how society views death how we view death what capacities that do you have that invites people to have ease so, you know, are you making your interest in death wrong? I'm not really sure how we got to talking about this, but who cares? <laughs> the title of the show is just the title of the show. Okay, good. So, all again, like, if you're thinking about death a lot, if you're thinking that you're wishing you would die, if there's something that intrigues you about death, and all of the places you're making that wrong, would you be willing to just stop it now and ask this question? What am I aware of? What capacity do I have here? What could I contribute to the world with this? What do I know about death that no one else knows? What do I know about death that no one else is willing to know? What do I know? What am I willing to say about death? What am I willing to be around death? What am I willing to invite other people to that other people are not willing to be? And everything that is not allowing you to show up with that gift because it is looked upon as totally weird in this society. Will you destroy and uncreate all of that so that you can be the greatness that you be and invite people to a different possibility with death? Whew. Right on, get back, pop, pop, all nine shorts, boy, and beyond. Is, is dying, okay, just a question, is dying one of the acceptable ways to express or be our potency? Yes, oh my God, I love that, thank you. It's like, what are you dying to get out of? And what are you using your death as? Are you using it as an expression of your potency? Is it an acceptable way to express and be our potency? Holy crap, that's amazing. And is it an acceptable... Yeah, like, oh, so do you know that your body has its own consciousness? Like, do you get this? I think for me, when I started to look at this concept as a nurse, it was easy because I was like, of course my body has its own consciousness. Like when I'm sleeping, my heart beats, my bones grow, my food digests, 
you know, like all of these things are happening while I'm sleeping. Like look at an infant or a child, like how many hours do they spend sleeping? And in the meantime, their body is building cells and, and, and doing all kinds of crazy magical things. Of course, your body has its own consciousness. You're not doing that. Your body is. It's crazy. It's a miracle. It's amazing. So if your body has its own consciousness, then is it listening? Is it listening to you? And, you know, are you two communicating in a way that you don't even realize you're communicating? So back to this question, like, is dying one of the acceptable ways to express or be our potency? How much of this is not about thought? Right? You wouldn't go around, you're not necessarily going, well, you might actually be like, well, I'll die. And then everybody's going to feel bad. And there we go. And then all of a sudden you have cancer or you have, you know, a seizure disorder or you have whatever, MS. Um you know, would you be willing to acknowledge the potency of your potency, the potency of you, and the gift that your body is in listening to you and listening to what you're asking, even if you don't even realize what you're doing? And how much of this is going on incognito, you know, without you even realizing it? Is dying one of the acceptable ways to express or be our potency? That's amazing. Cool and great. And I don't even want to convince you otherwise to be like, well, you don't have to do it that way. Do it. Who cares? Why are we making this so important? Why are we making death such a bad thing? What if death is not that bad? What if death is not the end? What if death is not the end? Which is kind of funny because when when we ask the question about um, what are we dying to get out of, it's like, haha, tricks on you because you're not going to get out of it anyways. <laughs> who says you're going to? I mean, maybe you might. But who says you're going to get out of it by dying? Who says you're not coming back and doing it all over again? And And this is not about believing in reincarnation or life after death. And it doesn't even matter what your beliefs are. I mean, really... You know, are are you an infinite being and do you ever end? And so what difference does it make if you live or die now? If you want to choose to die, then die. It's fine. That might actually be what creates something greater in your life and in the lives around you. I'll tell you, I see it with children. And it, it sounds, it might sound awful to you and it doesn't, and believe me, like it's not easy to be around the death of children I experienced it just um, a couple uh, last week, actually, and it's very intense. And um, but, what gift is it to families who lose children? Like, what is the gift? I had I had something, and it's gone. An expression of potency, a, an enormous gift, like. Maybe you know that your death is what's required to change something in the lives of the people around you. And what if it's, but that's what I'm saying, what if it's okay to make that choice? You can make that choice if you want to. Um, the other side of it is, what are you dying to get out of is, is it that you actually do not wish to die and you find your body riddled with disease? What are you dying to get out of? that you don't have to get out of with death because you can choose. This is all about like believing that you don't have choice because death is an easy out. 
It's a, it's an easy way to just end everything, to end whatever, so that you don't have to deal with stuff. So what are you dying to get out of? Are you dying to get out of a relationship? Are you dying to get out of family obligation? Are you dying to get out of boredom? Are you dying to get out of your body? How much do you hate your body? And are you, are you killing it in, in a, in an order to lose it so that you can have a different one? And what if it doesn't, and that's fine. It's cool if that's what you're choosing. That's not the only choice. See, there's never just one choice. That's the thing. There is, however, our point of view about which is the easiest choice or which is the best choice. But there is never actually one choice. Sometimes it looks like that because sometimes the choices are very uncomfortable. But there's never, ever just one choice. So what are you dying to get out of? That if you would be willing to look at all of the possibilities, would allow you to, like, what are all the other options that you have that you're unwilling to look at or that you're unwilling to be uncomfortable with? Like, are you actually more comfortable with death than anything else, than choosing? Oh, are you more comfortable with death than choice? Are you more comfortable with death than choosing? And everything that brings up, will you destroy and create it all? <laughs> right, wrong, good, bad. Pod, pock, all nine choice, boys and beyond. My husband's ex died and it has created so much. Just looking in the chat room. That's amazing. I love that. My husband's ex died and it has created so much. Yeah, I have, it sounds crazy, but I see, I mean, that, that seems like an obvious example. Like, oh yeah, somebody's ex died. That's great. So much space. But you know, what did she know? Truly, what did she know about giving him that space to be with someone else? What did she know? And wow, thank you. And how much kindness was in that? And and how beautiful is it to receive that as a gift? So when we don't receive someone, so when we grieve harshly or we make death wrong, how hurt, like how much are we not receiving the gift that that death is? And all of this is not cognitive, right? Like no, I mean... Most people don't go around being like, I'm going to die so that I can give my ex-husband space to be with someone else. I mean, they, it might be cognitive and somebody might could actually go out and kill themselves for that and it's fine. But some of it is not cognitive. Um, some of it is on a very much an infinite being level, on a spiritual level, on a soul level. And so if someone has chosen that to give the other person space and then it's not received, right? Like, how cool would it be to be like, wow, thanks for dying. Because now I have I have the space to be something different. And it's not a necessity. It didn't have to be that way. But at least if you could be willing, would be willing to look at it as the gift that it is and receive the gift and say, and be grateful for it and say thank you. Wow, craziness. Crazy, crazy. I love talking about this. Okay, so we are going to another break. And you are listening to Messy Adventures in Living right here on the Inspired Choices Network. We're talking about... What are you dying to get out of? We'll be back soon. Do you wait until all the traffic lights are green before you get in your car? Of course you don't. Are you waiting until you have everything perfect to begin living? Most of us have learned not to take any steps until we have all the information to make the right choice. What if the opposite is true? What if it's choice that creates awareness? Are you willing to make lots of messy choices so you can begin to see the possibilities that you didn't think existed? Listen for Messy Adventures in Living radio show with self-declared messy living expert, Katrina Fava, every Monday at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time 
10 Central, 9 Mountain, and 8 Pacific of the InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. How much more expansive would your life be if you were willing to get messy with your choices? You're listening to Messy Adventures in Living with Petrina Fava. To participate in today's show, please call in the U.S. 815-880-8255. In Canada, 613-800-8736. Or you can Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. You can also ask questions or comment by email by sending to Petrina at PetrinaFava.com. Now, here's Petrina with more Messy Adventures. Welcome back to Messy Adventures in Living. I'm Petrina Fava, your host. We're talking about dying to get out of things. And we're talking about dying and the gift that death could be and the not wrongness of choosing to die if that's what you would like and a different possibility if you would like to live. We're talking all kinds of things death today. Um, but the title of the show is What Are You Dying to Get Out of? Which is actually a great tool from a modality called Access Consciousness that I have heard um, people, facilitators, uh, Mr. Gary Douglas himself, the founder, ask people often when they ha- are asking questions about disease in their body. What are you dying to get out of? And then all of a sudden you can see the light bulb go off. It's like, oh my God, I'm dying to get out of my boring life. Um, and so cool, like that's cool that you're creating death. And what else is possible besides dying in order to get out of boredom? What else could you choose? So how much are we dying to get out of our small lives? Our boring lives, um, and and what else is possible with that? What could you choose to expand your life rather than end it because it's too boring for you or too small for you? <laughs> um, yeah, and so and I think the big, the start of looking at that is to not make death and dying and choosing to die wrong, which is what we've been exploring over the last hour. If you're just jumping in. Um, so what are some of the points of view that we have about death? Now, something that I um, came across a little while ago is some, it was some quote, I don't remember how it went, but it's, it's commonplace, you know, this quote about how we are actually always dying. From the minute we're born, we're dying, right? From the minute we're born, we are, our body is going through demise. It is, it is aging towards our death. And I find that such a very interesting quote because it's such a, um, I don't know, I just find it a very interesting quote. We're we're dying from the moment we're born. We're always dying. And I question that point of view because then what does that mean? Then what's living? Right? Like, what is living then? And just because our bodies are aging towards death, like even that to me is like, that's just an interesting point of view. And how much are we projecting that at our bodies? Our bodies have their own consciousness and they're listening to us. And they're amazing and they'll do whatever we ask them to do. You know, if we're like, we kind of kind of bored and I'd rather just die, your body would be like, all right, here, I'll like, what would you like? Like cancer, heart disease? <laughs> this is not cognitive. It's not about thought. But our bodies do have their own consciousness and they have our backs. Our bodies have our backs. So whatever we desire, our bodies will help us create. And so what are you asking your body to create? And is that actually what you would like? Or would you like something different? How could you change the conversations with your body? Um, so every, like anywhere you... where. 
everywhere you bought this point of view, we are always dying. We're dying from the minute we're born. And there's something about, like, what is living then? What is it? What is living? And if we, there, there we go. Okay. Sorry, it's just a whole bunch of energy and I'm really trying to put words to it. So, like, if you decided that you're not living, then is is the inevitable opposite choice then to just die, right? So have you decided that you're not fully living and therefore that automatically means you're dying? Okay, so every whatever that brings up, everything that is, all of that energy of I'm not living, therefore I must just die, I might as well just die. Or if I'm not living, I'm dying. Everything that is, everything that brings up, everywhere you have that locked into it, that either or universe locked into place, will you destroy and create it all? Right and wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, all nine choice, boys and beyonds. Because what if there's so much in, other things in between called choices? <laughs> so if you feel like you're not living, then it doesn't necessarily mean that you're dying or that you have to die, right? If you're not living, then what choices can you make? that would allow you to be everything that can you, you can be and that your life can be everything that it can be. Where have you decided that the opposite of living is must be dying? And so that if you're not living, then you're going to create dying in your body. So weird. What is that energy? The, that either or universe of I'm not living, so then I might as well just die. Again, everything that brings up for you, everywhere you've bought that, everywhere you're creating that, will you destroy and create it all? Right and wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, all nine, shorts, boys and beyonds. Wow, 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 wow. Okay, so what are you dying to get out of and how can we change this? So um, just to cap, we're just at the last couple minutes. Who does this belong to? Is this mine? you got to have this tool in your back pocket when it comes to this especially. Please acknowledge that you're super aware of other people's thoughts, feelings, and emotions. And please acknowledge that your body is aware of other people's bodies. It's possible that the pain and, and the illnesses that are coming up don't belong to you. Um, so what if you didn't have to die to get out of anything? And what could you choose to create your life and living? Um, and so... Thank you for playing with me here today on Messy Adventures in Living. Talk to you again next week. What would it take to live out your life exactly the way you would like it? Make choices. Make messy choices. Who cares? Just jump in and do something. Live. 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 <laughs> See you next Thanks week. Thanks for Bye. playing with us on Messy Adventures in Living. Katrina Fava will return next Monday at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, 10 a.m. Central, 9 a.m. Mountain, and 8 a.m. Pacific on Inspired Choices Network. We'd love to have you join us again. Until next time, have fun creating your phenomenal life, mess and all.